afternoon, evening. Welcome to the Royal Deluxe Podcast, a daily podcast about the Kansas City Royals. And here's the post-game recap for April 16th, 2022. The Kansas City Royals defeated the Detroit Tigers by a score of 3-1. to one. The Royals improve to a 3-5 and five record, while the Tigers fall to 4-5 and five on the season. The winning pitcher is Colin Snyder, who has a 2-0 and o record and a 0 ERA so far, holds credited to Dylan Coleman, his first, Scott Barlow, his first, and Josh Stamont with the save, his first of the season. The losing pitcher is Will Vest of the Tigers, who now has a 0-1 record with a 6 ERA on the season. <sighs> wow, did we need that. <laughs> wow, did we need that. Immediately fell into a five-game losing streak. It's now over. We can put it behind us. Not saying it won't happen again, because it, it, it absolutely can, but, oh man, did, did we need this? And did we, need, we needed this today too, man, because it, like, it was looking real grim when we couldn't win with Granky and Keller on the mound. So it's like, okay, our two best pitchers, you know, our guaranteed two best pitchers, you know, we, we can't do anything even when they're giving us, their best stuff. We can't score any runs. Now we're going up to the, against, we're, we're using the three question marks in this rotation, especially Chris Bubich day. Cause the last Chris Bubich day we had, it was on Sunday when we lost 17 to three. So the big question for today was, Oh God, Oh God, what's going to happen today with Chris Bubich and company? Just please like, 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 you know, this was kind of like what I was saying uh, back then, where it's like, I will take five innings, five earned runs. You know, I didn't even mention this game when I did yesterday's podcast. I didn't even talk about this upcoming game, because I, I honestly was, like, just fearing for it a little bit. But, you know, it's kind of like what I was said last time Chris Boobs was starting. I was like, I'll, I'll take five innings, five runs. Just don't get destroyed every inning. And today, Chris Boobich pitched 4.1 innings with only one earned run. So we have another, yet another low-scoring game, but it is just one run from the entire pitching staff today. And I would, you know, the two games we won last weekend, they were squeakers, and that's kind of thanks to some late clutch offense. Today was kind of the other way around where this game, you know, it was a squeaker, it was a low-scoring game, but I would actually put it on the pitching this time around for just kind of getting through it barely. I don't want to say that the pitching was bad because at the end of the day, we it was a we we gave up one run. Like that's awesome no matter how how you put it. But I will say there were some things that were just like Oh man, this could have been way worse. You know, maybe, I mean, I'm not, it wouldn't have been another 17 and three game, but, it, I, and I don't even want to necessarily say that we had no business winning this game because at the end of the day, we got through it. And I think that, you know, this team has ways to get through its trouble, like the, the, the pitching trouble, you know, if things aren't going so well, we have like 
you know, freaking every player on the team except maybe Carlos Santana is winning a gold glove on this on this defense. So we can get through with some some dicey pitching, and we play in Kauffman Stadium, one of the one of if not the biggest stadium in MLB, which really made a difference today because one of those things that I was talking about that got really dicey with the pitching is the seventh or eighth inning. I think it was a, it was the seventh inning because it was Dylan Coleman pitching. You know, my guy Dylan Coleman, who has been just fantastic so far this this season, he um led the inning off with a walk, which was a little concerning. He like he wasn't throwing strikes at all. But then he did bounce back with a strikeout, so he, you know, started to get it together. Next batter up, um, who was it? I don't remember who it was. I don't think it really matters, but um just gets this big pop fly and you know, it, it, you can't even really call it. It's just a, it's just straight up a fly ball, and this goes to the wall. I mean, you're talking Whit Merrifield reaching to grab this thing at the wall. This was as close to a home run that a flyout could possibly have gotten, and they even admitted on the broadcast this was a home run in every other stadium except for San Francisco that yeah you really have to have a you know that that's part of the reason why we have to have this big sigh of relief because like oh man this game could have gone way worse and Chris Bubich gave up six walks today six walks versus four strikeouts he was dicey he was very very dicey however I will take this because he threw innings today and he didn't give up runs. Yay! This was definitely progress that has been made. And an interesting thing is that a kind of consistent thing for him today is that even though he was giving up walks, he was getting a few first pitch strikes, which was that's that's one of the big like kind of weirdly specific but very very obviously problematic things with this pitching staff both on Sunday or Monday or whenever and uh, last year in the first half especially where this staff would just not throw first pitch strikes so they would go into every at bat down 1 and 0 2 and 0 even today Bubich wasn't starting off hitters with balls he was just throwing strikes sometimes or at least trying to he definitely did not have his best stuff, and he was missing big time, especially at the top of the zone, and that really did lead to a lot of walks. However, he wasn't giving up a lot of contact, especially not a lot of hard contact. Um, So, the Tigers only managed to get two hits off of him. So, that was it. And that's a really, really good thing. That's kind of the thing that, you know, you know, you, you can give up walks as long as you're not getting hits. The, the walks did not come around to bite us, which is very, very relieving because usually whenever we give up a walk, it's like a five-run inning. So, Bubich, you know, he missed in some spots a lot. He gave up a few walks. However, he was looking confident on the mound. It's like it's like he started off maybe a little bit shaky, but it's like as soon as he was getting out, as soon as he, it's like he started to see that okay, this isn't going to be like last time and then he seemed to settle in a little bit better. 
at the end of his outing in his last couple innings, um, the, the fourth inning, he gave up a couple walks, got out of it. He got out of the inning, but then the fifth inning, once again, gets up another couple of walks. And, you know, at this point, it's like, all right, you know, he's at 90 pitches. He's not locating well, like at all. So Matheny comes to get him and he looked a little bit rattled, maybe, maybe a little bit shaken up, a little nervous. Um, but I think that getting, or rather getting out of the game, but then still having, um, I think it was a tie game still at that point. You know, just the fact that those walks that he gave up didn't turn into anything, that he's not credited with a loss or anything or even extra earned runs or anything. I think that's a, I, I, like, just overall, this game is a huge confidence booster to Chris Bubich. And I'm, I'm very, very happy to see that. It is really, really good that we got progress. That once again, kind of like the Carlos Hernandez game and the Daniel Lynch game, it's like, okay, we can work with this. This is a start to something. This is a, this is a step in the right direction. Not really good. I mean, obviously, it's not perfect. It's not, not even necessarily ideal because even if we aren't giving up runs, you know, the walks are a problem. Like I said, this is a game that, you know, we win, we won, we will take it, but it wasn't, we're not winning this game every single time. All right. Not every single team is going to allow themselves to be walked six times in four innings or rather five innings and, you know, not do anything about it. So, you know, kind of uh, thanking our lucky stars that the Tigers just didn't really have it on offense today, but we won, and this was, uh, again, a step in the right direction, and that's really, really good to see. Our offense was a little quiet, and some of it you can once again blame on the BAPIP. We've, uh, I don't, I don't know who, like, pissed off the BABIP gods, but I actually looked it up on Fangraphs today, and the Royals are in, like, bottom five when it comes to BABIP, so we're, we're putting the ball in play, we are just not turning it into hits a lot of the time, so I'm not saying this to excuse everything, because I think I said last time, I think I said yesterday, it's like, you can only blame luck on so many things, like, you know, you know, not everything has gone our way. This season, this this last week, uh, you know, I will definitely admit that. But at the end of the day, you know, it, it's kind of like I was saying with the pitching earlier. It's like you can have something go wrong and still find a way to deal with it. Like, you know, Chris Bubich was giving up the walks, but he was still giving up the soft contact that, you know, allowed the fielders to get outs, the outs that he needed. So we, you you can deal with unfortunate circumstances, with some unfortunate luck, you know, so Babip is not to blame entirely for the offense being, you know, kind of weak right now. Do I think that it will improve as the time goes on? Yes. But for now, it's just something that we kind of have to live with. And once again, it was something we had to live with with this game. It just seems that everything going to the left side just was invalidated. Like, you, we, we cannot get anything through on the left side because Jamer Candelario on third base. I have... I don't know if this guy has just, like, reinvented himself as a fielder. I don't remember this guy ever being good as a third baseman. And he is getting everything. He's collecting everything that is getting hit his way, making every single throw, every single play. It's just like, 
Jesus, stop hitting to him. Stop hitting to third to the third baseman. It's it's going to be an out. I don't I don't get it, dude. It's like it's like every series. You know, first it was uh the Indians with Stephen Kwan, who, by the way, in case you're wondering, you know, if you were like super scared about Stephen Kwan hitting like 800 over that series, he slowed down a lot. Kind of turns out we just pitched really really badly to him. I mean, not that he's going to be a not that he is a bad hitter. He's actually quite good, but you know, he he's he struck out a couple of times he hasn't been hitting as well since he uh left kansas city but anyway um you know he was someone that just destroyed us in that series and now this series it's jamer candelario just obliterating us for some reason just ruin doing everything he can to ruin our day but it is what it is um still uh the offense did have at least a couple more opportunities to do something. There was one in I believe the second inning, maybe I think it was the second inning. We had a runner on uh let me find the play. I, I believe it was a runner on first and second. Yes. Okay, so bottom of the second. Hunter Dozier, he gets on base. He singles. Great. Awesome. Next, Alberto Mondesi. He gets a single. He gets he's on base. Great. Cool. We've got two guys on. And then Michael A. Taylor strikes out. Yeah, it, I mean, it was a, it was like a decent at bat. You know, he 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 took a few pitches, but mm, whatever. You know, one out. Then Nicky Lopez singles. Great, awesome. And right as the left fielder, right as uh, Eric Haas gets the ball, Hunter Dozier rounds third and starts running home. Why? Was Hunter Dozier running home on a shallow left field single? Like, this wasn't even remotely close. This is like, I mean, it literally brought back 2014 flashbacks. Because everyone, you know, well, not everyone, but people debate about, oh, man, maybe maybe Gordo should have run home. But if you think that Gordo should have run home, I encourage you to actually look at that play. Because I think that people who say Gordo should have run home... Should it, they, they haven't seen that play in a while. Seriously, go look at it. By the time Brandon Crawford, who's the shortstop and in the, at the moment was in shallow left field, he gets the ball just as Gordo reaches third base. Like it wasn't even remotely close. Or it wouldn't have been remotely close if Gordo ran home. Anyway, that's kind of like what the play was today. Like, this was not at all a good send, although I, I I think actually, in retrospect, the third baseman didn't send Dozier. I think he just gave no signal or something, which I don't know. Like, maybe it was a miscommunication. Maybe Dozier ran a stop sign. I don't know, but in any case, I, I, someone should have known better. I, someone made a mistake. Someone had a lapse of judgment and just, it wasn't even close. Just an ugly play. Um, maybe it wouldn't have mattered because Wit grounded out afterwards, so maybe it would have just been a double play if it was a bases-loaded situation. I'm not sure, but it was just an ugly play. Then in the bottom of the third, just the very next inning, we once again get two guys on base. Bobby Wood Jr. gets a single. Uh, got like a nice, cool bloop single, I think. Or something's kind of, something kind of screwy. Um, no, wait, this was just the ball he outright hit. Um, he had a different hit. I'll talk about that in a minute. Anyway, 
But after him, Benintendi walks on four pitches, so we once again got two guys on, no outs, and then this just turns into three outs all of a sudden. Just Salvi strikes out. Los Carlos Santana pops out to the second baseman, doesn't even get into the outfield, and then Hunter Dozier flies out. So, cool. Once again, another opportunity wasted. Um, so, it's it, you know, things are looking real bad for Hunter Dozier right now. However, he redeemed himself in the sixth inning when he was able to... when, when and Actually, Santana redeemed himself a little bit as well because Santana drew a walk in the sixth inning, and that allows... Hunter Dozier to hit a home run to left. So Dozier ended up saving the day. He did end up redeeming himself, kind of corrected his mistakes by, you know, not scoring earlier. Now he scores two. Okay. All right. Well, I forgive you. Hunter Dozier is hitting pretty well. He had a two-hit game and a, and a you know, a two-RBI game, so... Yeah, Dozier is just, once again, off to a hot start. This is the Hunter Dozier Revenge Tour. I am here for it. I really appreciate it. He's doing well. He's uh, arguably the best hitter on the team. Like, maybe you could say Nicky Lopez is, but Dozier has some power to him. Um, although he does make up for it, or rather... uh ruin it somewhat with his complete lack of speed like like you Hunter Dojo doesn't look like a guy who should be slow but he just is for some reason I don't know man that's very strange but whatever Dozier hit a home run good job that ended up being the two runs we needed or even just the one run we needed to win this game so thank you to him thanks to him we won yay and Bobby had a two-hit game as well Bobby had a two-hit game, everybody! Uh, Bobby Witt Jr., look at him go! So, yeah, Bobby, um, and one of them was, a uh, one of them was, like, a, a ground ball, it was a comebacker to the pitcher, it bounced off of him, so he kind of, like, dropped in and had to collect it, and Bobby just managed to outrun it with his... With his legs, man, he, the the speed on this guy—it's real. That that that's that's the five-tool player, Bobby Wood Jr. Right there, the speed, the power, the contact, the the throwing, the fielding—he can do it all. He's a fast boy. So yeah, he was able to outrun this uh this pitcher ground ball sort of thing, and then he blooped one into center field later on. So it's not even like he uh you know, had these huge screaming line drives or anything like he like he's uh, been going for lately. He just had some solid hits, you know, not amazing hits, but, you know, it seems like he is changing his approach a little bit. So, like I was saying yesterday, maybe uh, chill out a little bit and let him experience Major League pitching and let him figure it out. So, uh, I think it'll be okay. I think it'll be all right for Bobby. He looked really good today. And also, Benintendi had a two-hit game. He had a two-hit game plus a walk. Benintendi just contributing to his super hot start. Fantastic start. So, yeah, it wasn't a wasn't a miserable day on offense. It could have been better, but, but you know, it, but both things could have been better. The pitching could have been better. The hitting could have been better. This wasn't an amazing game. It wasn't a dominant game. Maybe a little bit of a squeaker, 
but we won and right now i am just glad to have a win i am so glad to not be in the losing streak anymore thank god let's not go back to a five game losing streak at least not for a long time maybe in september when everything's over and you know we don't have any we can't even have any false pretenses about making the playoffs or anything you know, we can then we can have a five game losing streak because nothing will matter anymore. But today, oh man, did we need this win? Did we need this for this pitching staff? Also, shout out to the bullpen once again. This just insane shutdown bullpen. Colin Snyder came in and saved Boobich. I'm calling him Snyder Man right now. He's a superhero for Boobich. Just totally saved the day. Got the last two outs of that inning completely negated the two walks that Bubich had then pitched the sixth inning yeah he pitched the sixth inning fantastic great no harm done no runs no nothing basically Dylan Coleman came in got a couple of uh got a couple of outs they were a little concerning they were a little scary he gave up a walk it didn't look great he did come back with a strikeout a little bit and then he got a fly out, but it looked like Matheny kind of saw like, okay, eh, maybe not, maybe not today. Maybe not today's just not not quite your day. So he goes to Scott Barlow right afterwards. Scott Barlow gets a four pitch hold, or if not four pitch hold, he gets a four out hold. Uh, it would be it would have been really impressive as if Barlow got a four pitch hold because he got two strikeouts. So. Awesome job to Scotty. He had his best stuff today. Josh Stamond got two strikeouts as well. He saves the game. He gets the ninth inning, closes it out. He's throwing 101. We haven't seen, I don't think Stamond ever threw 101 last year. I don't think he ever reached that velocity. Um, but it, it looks like it is just, he's 100% back for this season. We are getting 2020. Josh Stamont, but even better because, you know, like last year, he did, I feel like he just learned to, you know, command his stuff a little bit better with uh, some – to make up for a, a bit of a lack of velocity. Not that he was even, like, throwing terribly or anything. He was still, what, nine – he was still, what, 97, 98 or something? Now he's in the hundreds, so look out for Josh Stamont. He is absolutely nasty. My guy, Josh Stamont, um, fantastic. Um, and you know what? I kind of like the bullpen management for today because I like having Scott Barlow out, you know, even with just even with one base runner on just to come in and, you know, get a four out uh, hold and then go to Josh Stamont. I, I if there's one thing that I think Matheny does really, really well for this team, it's the bullpen management. It's the generally the pitching staff management. I think that I really like that he is not conforming to specific designated roles in the pitching staff. This was a big problem with Ned Yost. I mean, you can say Ned Yost did, you know, he was good at this, that, whatever, but how many times did he send Joaquin Soria out into the seventh inning when he very clearly could not handle it every single time or even the eighth inning or something. It was just like every single time Joaquin Soria would come out into a specific situation and just blow the game open and it'd be like, why? Like every single time, like a routine thing, it like destroyed the whatever hope we had in 2016. You know, it was, it was ugly, but you know, today, um, 
But then you got a little creative with the bullpen, sending out Barlow first and then Stamont to save. Because, I mean, they can both do it. They can both close out the game. It's fine. It's no big deal. Just get the guy who works best for the current situation and then then deal with uh, whatever comes later. Uh, later. But anyway, um, yeah, I, be- I believe that's all we got to talk about for today's game. Good game overall. Um, although I will say, you know, I'm kind of a talking about Matheny's bullpen management lineup management that's a bit of a different story it was once again the same lineup as it has been for the entire season we've literally not had a different lineup except for the one game where Cam Gallagher got a start like at this point like 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 seriously I don't get it I really genuinely don't understand why we're sending out this lineup like I said I understand we're getting kind of babbipped we're getting kind of unlucky. I do think things are going to get better for this lineup. But we you still don't have to send it out every single day. All right? Like why not get someone more reliable than Bobby Wood Jr in this in the two spot? Why not get Nicky Lopez in the two spot so that you can capitalize on the fact that Ben Intendi is hitting 357. <laughs> I mean and, and and I know Bobby Wood Jr had two, had a two hits today but you know who didn't have two hits today Whit Merrifield Whit Merrifield didn't have any hits today how about we get someone who's a little more reliable than Whit Merrifield in the the leadoff spot right now I'm not mad at Whit Merrifield necessarily this is a very very normal thing for you you can look at Whit Merrifield and be like oh man Merrifield sucks now this happens literally every season guys okay there's going to be a two-week period or something where Whit Merrifield just isn't hitting all that well and then he's going to adjust something and then hit 350 for the next two months it happens Every single season. It happened last year. It happened in 2020. I'm pretty sure it happened in 2019 as well. Like every single time. Wit will get into like a two week slump. Then he'll do something to fix it. And he'll be absolutely fine. And we'll all thank him for it. All right. Although still right now. Would I, I don't think it would be a disagreeable option to try something else. Try Nicky Lopez in the leadoff spot or something. I don't know, man. I just, just, just do, do something. Come on. Cause even if you, even if we did win today, we only scored three runs. And even if we corrected the mistakes that we had with Dozier running home or what, or, or, or not capitalizing on running runners in scoring possession or whatever, you, you know, still, how many runs would that have been? Five? I don't know, man. I just feel like we could do a little better than sending out the same lineup every single day. Where is Kyle Isbell? Where is he? Did someone check the car? Did you leave him in the car? Come on, it's summertime or it's going to be summertime soon. You can't be leaving Kyle Isbell in a hot car. He's going to overheat and die. I'm just messing around, all right. But I, I don't understand why we have Kyle Isbell on this roster, why we have a very young player on this roster. Again, I understand maybe he's not the solution. Maybe he's not a long-term guy. He deserves a chance. He deserves a chance. How can we make it that sort of judgment if he's not getting any starts whatsoever? I don't, man. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. But, I mean, it's a rant that I've been making for a couple days already. Odds are I'm going to make it again today, or, yeah, I guess today, because, you know, I'm dropping this podcast on Sunday. So, Sunday's game, let's talk about that. What do we got? It's I mean, obviously, it's against the Detroit Tigers, but our pitcher is going to be Carlos Hernandez. 
Lowe's did not have a great start to his season this year. Pitched 4.1 innings, gave up four runs. However, it was a little bit usable. He had some okay stuff. Just didn't really... Uh, I kind of forget specifically what happened on that day, but it was a little bit... You know, it's like... I think walks were a bit of an issue. Well, no, he, only, he only gave up two walks, but he just wasn't throwing in the zone a whole lot. I think that's what was going on. But he did put the ball in play a little bit. Um, I don't know. Whatever I said about Carlos Hernandez about like some, last Sunday's game, just go listen to that podcast where I uh, talked about it. Um, but yeah, uh, it was something that was usable, though, or at least it could be... Uh, improved upon pretty clearly so hopefully Hernandez will uh have a have a better game today hopefully he'll bounce back and kind of be the Carlos Hernandez that we saw last year where he was uh quite good to close out the season the Tigers their starter is going to be Tyler Alexander someone who's been a little bit of a you know he's kind of a question mark in their rotation um they're giving him a shot they're giving him a chance um, he's a, he's a pretty young pitcher and he's, it looks like he's ba- bounced between the rotation and the bullpen over his three major league seasons so far. Uh, last year he had 3.8, he had a 3.81 ERA after 15 starts, but then uh, aside from that, there was another, uh, 26 relief appearances, a 106 innings pitch, but it looks like they are starting him in the rotation to try something out this season. And I guess it's going to be necessary because um, apparently we have uh, destroyed the Tigers rotation. Apparently Mize is going to the IL and it is not looking good for him. Also, Matt Manning, their starter for yesterday, only pitched two innings, came out with shoulder soreness. Um, Back to Mize, I predicted him to be the AL Cy Young, and I said that the Tigers were going to win the division because I thought their roster looked really good, and I really liked the moves they made in this offseason, but Javi Baez is on the IL, and I think they got someone else on the IL, and like I said, it does not look like, like, it seems like Tommy John is actually a possibility for whatever Mize is going through, so, um... I'm sorry to the Tigers for making predictions and being optimistic. That completely backfired on you. That, um, yeah, I, I didn't, it, I didn't mean for that to happen, guys. I really, truly apologize for making, uh, bold assumptions about you. I didn't, you know, expect your entire team to die. So, uh, I will also be careful in the future to not do this to the Royals. I'm never going to predict the Royals to win the division. I don't want this happening to them. So, anyway. Tigers facing some serious injury issues. They're going to need all the starters that they can get right now. So anyway, they, they're going to send out Tyler Alexander today or tomorrow. He has a 5.06 ERA after his one start where he threw 5.1 innings. Um, but he did give up um, zero walks. No no walks, no home runs. He got four strikeouts. So he, he doesn't look like he had a terrible start. I'm not entirely sure what happened in there, but... uh. Looks like he uh, could be another decent starting pitcher for the Royals to, you know, have another fun low-scoring game with, maybe, possibly. Just seems like we you just give me all these low-scoring games. Just, 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 just throw good pitching at us every single game. Just, yeah, wonderful, love it. Anyway, 
That's going to do it for today's episode of the Royal Deluxe Podcast. I would love to hear from you if you've been listening. Uh, follow the podcast on Twitter at Royal Deluxe Pod or send an email at Royal Deluxe Podcast at gmail.com and shout out to our slash Casey Royals, except the guy who was constantly making alt accounts to evade a ban. Um, I know who you are. I don't appreciate it. So, uh, stop doing that and, f- and get a new hobby. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for making this podcast a part of your day. And I hope you're having a good one. I'm Lux. Go Royals.